What's up, everybody? This is Dan from The Greatest Story Ever Played. For our episode of SideQuest, I am just going to share my thoughts on The Walking Dead Season 2 um, of the TV series. And I'd suggest listening to the first episode just to get, I don't know, context and all that stuff. But really, um, what this is, is I've, I've just been re-watching the show, and so I wanted to just kind of talk about what I thought. So each season, I'm just going to pull out 10 highlights, things that stood out to me uh, about those episodes, things I maybe forgot, whatever, any of that stuff. So again, if you want something kind of more thorough on The Walking Dead, I'd go find some Walking Dead podcasts. Those would break that down further. But um, yeah, these are kind of my overall highlights from the season. So with that, uh, we'll jump into The Walking Dead Season 2. My first highlight is this is a better season than I remembered. I feel like people are kind of negative about this season for it being slower, kind of being like, oh, you're just on the farm all season. It's so boring. I feel like that's kind of the attitude people have about it. But I think it's a good story that's being told. It's sort of the, um, it's sort of a slow cooker. I agree. Um, but I think that it, you, you kind of need that. It makes sense with where things are you know the apocalypse hasn't been going on that long zombies are still really new no one's good at fighting and so this season's really testing who you are and stuff within that and so i think this is a better season than i remember and is um maybe a little unfairly remembered or looked upon by people okay highlight number two is i really enjoyed the rick versus shane tension really all season i think that this has done super well um i think they're probably two of the best actors on the show uh certainly at this point on the show and you what you've got is you have shane who is brutal and he's quote unquote adapted to this new world you know survival of the fittest i'll kill to get what i need the people i care about protecting which for him is laurie and carl really i'll do whatever i have to and then Rick, on the other side, is also adapting to this new world. It's not like he's um, ignorant or, you know, thinks things can go back. He gets it. But he's also trying to retain humanity. How do we be real people? How, how, how do we adapt to this um, without losing who we are, without becoming animals or, you know, that sort of thing? And this battle is really good to be um, kind of going on. You know, before the apocalypse, they're best friends. You know, all, all of that stuff. And then they just diverge on pretty different paths um, at this point on the show. That tension's pretty good. And, you know, Shane thinking he could lead the group better and do better. But then Rick on the other side thinking, no, I can do better. And, like, this is my family. They're not your family. And all of that. So... I thought that was really good. Um, a side point to this is I'm not a big fan of the love triangle between Rick and Shane and Lori, uh, Rick's wife. I don't think that's great. I, I thought it made sense, like, and there could be some tension about it. So, like, season one, Shane has moved, or Lori's moved on to Shane. It's kind of developed their relationship in this hard time. I thought that made sense. I see how that happens. I also see how Rick would come back. Lori's like, oh, okay. Um, I need to work through this myself. And then, you know, choosing to go back to Rick. That makes sense. I can get down with that. And Shane also having a hard time with that. Being like, oh, man, I thought I, like, found someone. 
in you know the world being ruined and now i don't i, I get that too but and uh also i remember hating the love triangle a lot from the past but watching it this time it wasn't horrible most of the time most of the time it was like it it felt like it made sense there's one part in one of the last episodes of season two where Lori goes to Shane and um doesn't like flirt with him but kind of is like oh I I I, I trust you or like things like that and I didn't like that because I'm not sure Lori would actually even do that it, it seemed sort of weird not of place for her even where she was you know prior to this because before that she's pretty like firm like Shane what we had it was a mistake. We didn't know about Rick. Rick's here. I'm with Rick. And so she says that, and then this little part near the end, she does that, and I think it sort of brings out more bad in Chain of like, oh, so Lori, like, she actually wants me, but she doesn't know it or something. And I didn't like that part. That part of the love triangle specifically was not great. And it was bad again, experiencing it, and I wonder if that part was, like, the moment that stood out in my mind and thought that happened all the whole season when really it was mostly that moment so that's uh highlight two moving on to highlight three you've got herschel thinking that the walkers are just sick people and i think this is pretty interesting i think the idea that it makes sense that so herschel lives on a farm he's out in the middle of nowhere he really hasn't seen that many walkers um you find out later he's putting them in the barn because he thinks they're sick and maybe they can get better or something and change and there's I don't know, 10, 15, maybe 20, um, which is pretty low amounts and seeing him one at a time. So just uh, having Otis and then later Jimmy kind of capture them and throw them in there. That's pretty low compared to what uh, Rick's group has experienced with a lot of walkers in Atlanta and all of that and seeing they just eat people and kill everyone. And, you know, all the people in cities saw their families die. So it makes sense that Rick or that Herschel uh doesn't know also even kind of the perspective of hoping for better that the world will you know go back to being good someday and so i want to you know do i, I want to hope this will be better that they could be fixed or it could turn back you know something like that i thought that was good and you know even you as the viewer obviously rick knows better he's experienced it you know better as the viewer you've watched rick experience it but i think i can buy herschel it makes a lot of sense that this early in the apocalypse there'd be people who are like no it's not it's not exactly what you think like it, it can't be that bad they have to be able to come back so i thought herschel was a, an interesting person to meet along the way and to be um kind of sheltered some from the badness of it and so he didn't understand the gravity of the situation until it was really forced upon him uh highlight number four is sophia in the barn coming out of the barn i think this is one of the best uh scenes in the walking dead in general um so the group finds out that there are walkers in the barn that herschel's been keeping them there he thinks they're people and so shane uh goes kind of unhinged takes all their guns and breaks the barn open and is like, you know, life is about survival now. If you want to survive, show show me. Let's prove it. And they slaughter all the walkers that are coming out of out. And you know, Shane's feeling um, vindicated and assured in himself that yeah, I've led these people 
uh, better is, is sort of what it is. And, and in this process, too, like, there, there are walkers that Herschel and Rick were trying to take in, and Shane, like, shoots it in the chest and is like, look, it's not alive. It would have died. I shot its heart. I shot its lungs. It's not dead. Why is it still here? Um, it, it's a really good scene. John Bernthal kills it as Shane here. He's totally erratic and wild. Ultimately, all, all the walkers are killed, and there's a final walker, and it comes out, and it's Sophia, Carol's daughter, who they've been looking for the previous seven episodes. Uh, she got lost in season one um, when walkers came through, and she comes out, and the whole group is devastated. You know, they're, they're thinking, we'll find Sophia. We can find her. Everyone's just struck. They can't do anything. Um, they're all, they're all like, um, they're all wrecked by it. And Rick steps up and puts her down. He's the one to do it. And I, I think this is really big in that development of Rick and Shane, right? Before this, Shane's feeling vindicated. I taught these people how to survive. Then this hard thing that's personal that matters to everyone there shows up and he, he doesn't do it. Rick stands forward and does what needs to be done. It's big. It's a big moment, powerful moment. One of the best in the show, for sure. I, I, it might even be the best. It, it's a fantastic moment. It's so good. Highlight number five is the group runs into actual bad people for the first time at uh, the bar. So after this barn incident, Herschel... Uh, uh, was a former alcoholic, so there's not alcohol in the house anymore. He's recovered all of that. Um, but upon having kind of his world shattered, um, his wife and stepson were among the walkers in the barn who he thought were infected, but then had found out he was wrong. That these are zombies who aren't coming back. So Herschel kind of runs off and goes to a bar to um, drink his sorrows away. Rick and Glenn go after him. And when they get there, two uh, random bad guys show up and are trying to figure out where their camp is. You can you can tell they're probably kind of marauders. They're not good people, and uh, you have this tension between killing people and not killing people. I think either this episode or maybe the one before Rick says we don't kill the living and then he has to kill the living when the living try to kill him um and so you get this unique uh kind of experience you know before this they haven't really met bad people they've met walkers they've been trying to survive they've met difficult people or like you know their tension with the vatos or you know things like that but ultimately working out people trying to survive together against the zombies against the walkers uh here though you actually meet bad people who just come on people and attack them um related to this my highlight number six is i like dale trying to be the group's moral center um i think he does a good job at this and he's trying to retain goodness um one thing uh that happens is he talks about how he wants to he confides to t-dog that he's delaying the needs of the many uh versus the few needs of the few um and this is when sophia uh runs off uh when the walkers come she gets lost in the woods and they're trying to find her uh dale says that the rv's broken that there's a hose that needs fixed um and one did actually break but then he just took a few extra days gathering parts gathering supplies in that area while they looked for sophia because he didn't want people to be like oh well we can leave so we should just leave he he just kind of slowed the roll there 
I thought that was good. And then also, um, Randall is a guy who uh, was with that group that tried to attack Rick, uh, those first bad people. Randall's like, um, I don't know, a high schooler, uh, who, or maybe early college, I guess, probably, who was among that group. And he gets injured, and Rick ends up capturing him and taking Rick and the gang, take him back to the farm. And so there's a debate of... Should we kill this guy? Can we let him go? Um, there's a lot of talk around this and what it should look like for quite a bit of the se season. And, you know, you have people like Shane who are like, of course we should kill him. Um, having him alive is of no benefit to us. It can only hurt us. And then you have Dale on the other side that's like, we, we can't kill people um, just because they might be a threat. Like, I get that the world has changed, but um, we can't lack our humanity you know um we can't become monsters too just because the world's monstrous we shouldn't be monstrous as well and i i thought that that was really good um you know dale like pushing for like we can't just decide a person's fate in a five minute conversation and decide it's okay like the this if we do this this should be an action that's weighty that it takes that it's a real decision that we're not just like well he's bad so let's let's do it um, he's not presently a threat, you know, that sort of thing. So I thought that was really good. Dale was a good moral center for the group during this season. Um, highlight number seven, I really liked the uh, Maggie and Glenn romance. I thought this was really good. Um, going from just being two strangers who meet each other, Maggie is Herschel's daughter, Glenn is in Rick's group. They meet each other and become interested in each other and go on a run or two together that kind of builds their bond glenn saved maggie from a walker that um helps her see how dangerous they are because i don't i don't think she quite believes what herschel believes but she was more sheltered in that same way um and them seeing each other for who they are so like maggie calls glenn to like hey you should think more highly of yourself you should you know do this you're a good person blah 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 and i i like this their bond like it made a lot of sense and um i i really really like that they really really landed that so um kudos there it didn't you know sometimes on tv shows or other things that can kind of force feel like they're forcing people to date they're like oh this person's single so we need to find them someone to date or you know things like that this doesn't feel that way at all it feels like um really natural that of course they would date of course they would be married of course they'd be the key couple for a long time you know all of that like um they're they're really great together true partners and that's really nice to see um highlight number eight is the fall of the farm uh this is fantastic um the group is still not great at killing walkers and this is the first time they face a true horde um a literal insane amount of walkers even if they used all of their ammo and they never missed they still couldn't kill all of these walkers and it it just shows they, they show up just kind of wrecking the farm destroying it um killing a couple of side characters uh andrea gets lost from the group uh patricia and jimmy die uh, Shane is killed alongside this, um, right before, because he tried to lure Rick out to kill him, and he ends up 
Uh, Dot, Rick kills him, though, <laughs> instead, um, while they're in the woods, and Carl's shot kind of tips off the walkers, and the walkers just kind of head towards them. Um, but you lose a lot of people, um, and you lose your uh, your home base, your security. You know, the farm seemed like a place that could work. It clearly can't now. It's wrecked and destroyed. And, it, yeah, it's it's quite good. Um, really amazing episode in the group being able to reunite after and all of that. It, it's really, really good. Uh, highlight number nine for me is a quote from Rick uh, at the end of of the season. This happened, the the barn going down, that's the last episode of the season, and this happens after Rick and the group have regrouped and they're trying to travel further. And Rick has this extended quote I'm going to read for us that I think is really great. Um, he says, I am doing something. I'm keeping this group together, alive. I've been doing that all along, no matter what. I didn't ask for this. I killed my best friend for you people, for Christ's sake. You saw what he was like, how he pushed me, how he compromised us, how he threatened us. He staged the whole Randall thing, led me out to put a bullet in my back. He gave me no choice. He was my friend, but he came after me. My hands are clean. Maybe you people are better off without me. Go ahead. I say there's a place for us, but maybe, maybe it's just another pipe dream. May, maybe I'm fooling myself again. What? Why don't, why don't you go and find out yourself? Send me a postcard. Go on. There's the door. You think you can do any better? Let's see how far you get. No takers? Fine. Let's get one thing straight. You're staying? This isn't a democracy anymore. Over. Um, and this quote's great. Um, a, a fantastic Rick monologue. Uh, this show, when it has good Rickle monologues, in my opinion, is very, very good. I, I really like them. Andrew Lincoln really sells them. They're, they're really good. And this really sets a new stage for The Walking Dead. So before this, Rick has tried to lead fairly democratically. People have argued a lot. Should we kill Randall? Should we not? This thing with the farm. Sophia search. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's been Shane kind of contending with Rick and, and other people unhappy with Rick along the way. And here you get um, what I've seen fans call the Rick-tatorship beginning, where Rick's like, no, I, I'm in charge. Like, we're just going to do what I say because I can get us to survive. We're, we're, we did it that way. It didn't work. New thing now. Um, and I like that. I think that's sort of a good set in motion. And uh, highlight number 10 is Frank Darabont got let go during the first half of season two. And I'm really glad that he brought The Walking Dead to life, that he got it on TV. Um, I think that he really, along with um, the other producers and stuff, was someone really necessary for that. You know, he's a director who's made good movies in the past. And so him heading up this new thing, I think is big. If I were a TV channel and he came to me, I think that that would uh, be like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So I'm really glad um, he brought Walking Dead to life. He also had some really cool ideas, uh, for episodes that I would have loved to see. Uh, one of his ideas for season two was to do kind of a Black Hawk Down style, uh, episode 
of The Walking Dead where it's like, you know, six blocks in Atlanta, mayhem ensuing. Um, he wanted to do like the backstory of the soldier in the tank from season one that Rick shoots and like how how he got there and how these things happened. And I think that's really cool. And I mean, it seems like Walking Dead now thinks that's really cool with the new show of uh, like an anthology show where it's like little glimpses into the Walking Dead universe. It seems like something right up their alley. Just Frank Darabont was 10 years ahead on it. Um, <laughs> so kudos to him, <laughs> I guess. Like, I think that's really cool. Um, but I'll say ultimately, I do think it's probably best he wasn't in charge long term for the show uh i think that being um he seemed less committed to the comic book story than you know future showrunners of the show um he he seemed to want to do more of his own thing in like a a show in the walking dead universe rather than an adaptation um and i think that to me some of the best stuff in the show is stuff that came from the comic. And so to lose that, I think, would not be worth it. I think that would be harmful. And also, as I mentioned in Season 1, uh, my Season 1 kind of highlights, uh, some of the things Frank Darabont did or let happen with walkers and stuff, but it's not stuff I agree with or think is good. So um, I think it is ultimately better that he's gone, um, or at least like not show running in the day-to-day. Maybe he could have been a more overarching Walking Dead thing, but um, I think it might be better that he's not there uh, overall. Uh, so when Frank Darabont got let go in the first half of season two, Glenn Mazzara takes over, who will uh, be leading season three for us when we get there. Okay, um, so those are my ten highlights. Now I'm just going to move on to my uh, quote-unquote awards for a must-watch episode. I'm choosing two. Um, one is pretty much dead already. Uh, that's season two, episode seven. That's the Sophia out of the barn one. And beside the dying fire, that's season two, episode thirteen. That's the fall of the farm. I think these two are must watches um, for this show um, or for this season. If you wanted to kind of do a highlight reel through it, um, if you were to want to expand more and be a little more thorough. Um, I, I actually, uh, a general rule of thumb, I think, if you want to watch Walking Dead on like a, a, a speed pace sort of thing, is if you watch the season opener, the, the premiere, and the finale, and then also the mid-season premiere and finale. So you could probably watch roughly those four episodes and be good. So uh, the season premiere of season two, I think, is important, um, and that one sets up what season two looks like. The mid-season finale is the Sophia of the Barn episode 7. Episode 8 would pick you up in the aftermath. And then lastly, the finale. So you, you could do it that way too, I think would be pretty good. Uh, all right, next up is my MVP of season 2. Uh, this is the person who I think just was most integral to the story, um, maybe had the best acting, I don't know. We're just very, very important to this. And for me, I would give this to Shane. I think that Shane was uh, super necessary to this story. I think he served a lot as um, Rick's id, almost, kind of thing. Like, he was kind of the the brutal, the whatever side of Rick. And so it, it, he's he's kind of that force, and Rick has to contend with that within himself, but also outwardly with his best friend. Um, and 
de- dealing with that and learning how to navigate that and seeing what's going on. I, I think that Shane is absolutely essential to this season. Um, John Bernthal doing a good job was key for this season working, in my opinion. Um, and there were a lot of episodes um, where it was a lot of him and Rick. There's one called um, 18 Miles Out where it's uh, basically a bottle episode of Shane and Rick going to uh, try to abandon Randall somewhere because uh, they don't want to kill him. That's an attempt they have at it. Um, and, you know, issues ensue. But it's great just having those two together. It's it's so good. Um, really high-caliber stuff. So Shane is my MVP. And then, uh, lastly, moving to my season kind of overall thoughts. Um, I think that this season is important because it added a lot of depth to the group. Um, both you get to know your characters more. You know, we only had six episodes uh, for season one. This one is 13 episodes, so... You get a lot more time with your characters. You get to know uh, all of them more. They add more depth um, to really all of them. You get to know them all more. You have a couple die along the way. And you get to add some new characters with Herschel and his family at the farm. And so, you know, quantitatively and qualitatively, you're adding depth, which I think is good. And then really you have this big um, theme that goes through the whole season of Uh, how do you keep your humanity in this new world? Do you become monsters like the world is monsters? Um, How do you be brutal but still, um, I don't know, retain care for humans? Or, you know, like that sort of stuff. And this is a real battle that really rages um, within the whole season, and I think probably for all of the characters, but, you know, centrally for Rick as he's the main character in this show. Um... And I, I thought this was really good. I think the season's pretty important for the seasons moving forward is um, Rick has to go through this. This group has to go through these things. I think that if you had um, different shit that goes down in future seasons um, without this, I think it would feel like jumping the gun. Like, oh, they're, they're just fine uh, killing a person or they're already ultra-competent at killing walkers or, you know, things like that. I think it would kind of feel hollow, even. Um, but I, I think that this is really essential stuff. Um, so I really I really enjoyed this season. I think it's important. And um, it's probably better, right, ultimately, than is uh, maybe given credit for. And, uh, yeah, that is my thoughts on Season 2. If you've got uh, thoughts on uh this season i'd love to hear him uh hit me up on twitter at story ever pod love to talk walking dead and um yeah thanks for hanging out and we'll see you next time